It ain't that simple, mate. Hello and welcome to It Ain't That Simple Mate, the Bright Hope World podcast, where we talk about poverty and missions and everything in that orbit. My name is Fraser Scott, I'm the Executive Director of Bright Hope World, and I typically do this podcast with Kevin Honoré, who you will hear on today's podcast. He is uh, still stuck in Auckland under lockdown, but uh, is with us in spirit, I'm sure. Now we have been doing uh, a number of conversations with our partners uh, over the last uh, few months and we have uh, another one uh, today and uh, this time we're going into Pakistan into a place called Yohanabad which is a Christian enclave within the city of Lahore in Pakistan. Uh, it is a tough place, it is not the easiest place uh, to live and um, what you'll hear today from our partner Edward Kaiser who uh, works with an organisation called EGM that he heads and is a long time uh, Bright Hope World partner, uh, what you'll hear from him is is some of the challenges of being a Christian in a majority Muslim country uh, where you are often uh, suffering persecution and discrimination for your faith and um, and also some of the things that EGM are doing to try and lift the status and, and help uh, poorer Christians in that country. Uh, so I began the uh, podcast uh, the interview by asking Edward to tell us a little bit about uh, his upbringing, his story, and how his family came to be a Christian family in a uh, Muslim majority country. So over to Edward. Yes, thank you for this opportunity, and for uh, it is uh, great for me and to sharing uh, about my testimony and the story. Actually, uh, my father. I was a Roman Catholic, and um, in in 1992, we, my father migrated to Lahore city from Sangla Hills, a small town, small village in a district Shekhupura. And uh, actually, there have uh, there were so many problems and issues with our family because of a political and discrimination from uh, the Muslims people there. And so we migrated to Lahore, the, the second largest city of the Pakistan. And when we migrated, it is a uh, very hard time for us because, um, uh, first of all, uh, uh, we are very new in this community and um, uh, we have uh, no uh, resources and very small amount of money to survive, to live. And we are five brothers and sisters. My father... Uh, work so much hard that uh, he give us an uh, education and uh, also all the food and uh, everything to uh, g- um, that we are uh, become a cr- good Christians. So uh, he accept the Lord Jesus Christ um, uh, in 1993 and started his uh, uh, ministry work and uh, with the Nemsol Presbyterian Church and. Uh, he joined the Nemsol Presbyterian Seminary for a four years program. And uh, also I am very interested and because I uh, very keenly to know the Christ because I faced so many questions in my life when I was in a school, government school. And there are so many questions raised by my Muslim uh, classmates because uh, when we, because at that time the Friday is a holy day and the Sunday is um, um, uh, the not working day, not a holy day and working day, and we uh, get three, four hour leaves 
from the school principal to go to the church in a Catholic church. So they raised so many questions to me because of uh, uh, I am because of my faith, especially the um, Christian uh, statues and um, uh, Mary and so many. You have a three gods and four gods. It's extremely. I don't know about all these questions because my background is Roman Catholic background. So uh, my father also in a Roman Catholic uh, uh, parish house. He is. He was serving as a general secretary in a parish. Uh, so uh, I don't much know. And uh, at that time, the Bible in the church uh, they kept in a lock. So only the uh, Sunday service and uh, any morning service they open and the priest uh, read some of the scriptures. So my, I I am uh, I got opportunity in the festival the correspondence Bible school that is uh, my vision in this time that uh, uh, many people are wanted to know the Christ and uh, about our faith. So I I started. Uh, uh, the Bible correspondence school and every once in a week, sometimes it's take time, much time and it's uh, the lessons comes to me and I uh, uh, read all the lessons. And then uh, uh, after uh, almost uh, three, four um, months, they sent me the New Testament. I started to read the New Testament and the, giving the questions and answers of all their uh, lessons. And it is a long time for me to get a old and new testament, and um, uh, it's very uh, great f- opportunity for me that time. I, I how, how, old, with, how old were you, Edward, when you got uh, your new testament? Uh, that time, I, I almost ten years old. Ten years. Mm. Yeah, okay. it's a nine, ninety 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 one. So. Uh, my grandfather praying, but actually he has also not a Bible inside in, in the home. So uh, I uh, completed one course in a three, four months and then again, second and third and fourth. And when I uh, went in a school, so there are um, uh, the Quran is a, a compulsory education, compulsory. So I need to uh, go in a mosque read the Quran and uh, Arabic studies because it is a compulsory subject in, <laughs> and if you fail, so you must be fail in all subject. If you fail in one subject, you must fail in all subject. Uh, so there is no any opportunity uh, option for us. So I must went in a mosque. It, there is a Jamia mosque. I went and read all the time, almost uh, three, four hours the Quranic uh, verses. It is giving me more uh, um, uh, study to know about the Islamic study and there is all about the Hadith and the Quranic verses. So uh, it is, uh, it, that is the, I think it uh, in my, uh, because God is, uh, uh, God wanted to use me. So he started to prepare me in, uh, in this country uh, that uh, he must know the Quran, he must know about the Bible. So, it, uh, what, can, I, can I ask Edward? Uh, you know, what was it like as a young person? You know, you, you're in a majority Muslim country and you've become a Christian. Um, you know, you, you're grappling with what Muslims believe. What 
what was it like for you? How were you uh, treated by, you know, Muslim people in your community, by by friends? Um, were they were they aggressive towards you, or were they accepting? What what was that experience like for you? Yes, <clears throat> I share with you uh, that um, the mostly uh, um, discriminatory, religious discrimination, and a um, couple of times also uh, my friends invited me to accept the. Uh, Islam. So it is uh, my teachers also share some of the things with me and the um, verses and uh, from the Quran in a mosque, also Jama Mosque in a Madrasa. So he shared that uh, if you want to accept, if you want to convert, if you want to uh, come in Islam. So but I, I shared with my father and uh, he uh, teach me and about them more how to tackle with these people. So it's a um, uh, it's a little uh, not a good experience in my childhood, but um, it is very good for my uh, faith because I learned so many things uh, with my uh, with all the discrimination. Uh, it hurts, but uh, it is uh, strong my faith. So you live in a, a place called Yahanabad uh, now in Lahore, which is a Christian uh, enclave. Tell us, what does that mean and, and what is that like now being in a Christian community within a Muslim culture? Ah, it is very, uh, it is like you can say it is um, uh, heaven for us that um, a small place in a heaven like uh, we are very secure we are uh, in a in in some many christians are living here so there is very less um, chances that a muslim uh, uh, attack on you muslim discriminate with you because all the shops are um, uh, people are treatly well and um, they give you everything but actually, in Lahore city, I, I uh, not uh, much discrimination, no more discrimination in big city. But uh, still, people have a, uh, very less, almost ten percent people are discriminatory with the, uh, with the Christians uh, uh, in uh, eating in restaurants and um, and uh, job places. But still, uh, Yohannabad is a very safe place for Christians and all around the country, especially in Punjab province, people are selling their um, houses in villages and living in Yohannabad because they feel safe in this place. So Yohannabad, uh, I feel that uh, I have a, uh, uh, this opportunity to get good for me and my family that we are living in this, in this area. You, you did have some bomb attacks, didn't you, uh, a few years ago? Uh, yeah. That was a random attack, was it? Yes, yes. Uh, it is um, uh, in 15th of March uh, 2015, the two, uh, four um, terrorist attack in uh, two churches, one in um, Christchurch and other is in Roman Catholic Church. But, okay. Uh, yes, uh, it is um, uh, actually uh, that is an... Um, high target for them because when you are living in a, a, a large community or Christian community, so there is also chances of a high target. But now the police and um, uh, the more security they provided, 
the in churches, all the churches in this area, and all the institution, Christian institutions. Okay, that's good. Just a question about, um, I mean, related to discrimination. I'd be interested to hear a little bit about what it's like to be a Christian woman in Pakistan. Uh, uh, how I know because I know you have a number of, of projects running with women to empower them. Um, would you like to just talk a bit about what it's like to grow up as a Christian woman in, in Pakistan? Uh, brother, actually, the, with the Christian woman's I, I my heart is burning for uh, when I saw their situations because um, they have a uh, first of all uh, in Christian uh, they treated like uh, in a, even then in a family in a Christian family is very very uh, rare families they treated like um, the similar family member like uh, the parents love the boys and. Uh, 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 they less love the boys. I mean, they not um, like uh, they don't give them opportunities. Uh, there, though, you cannot um, uh, uh, study. You cannot go in a college. You not go in a university. And if the if we go for the rural areas in a, uh, the the families that um, uh, uh, not uh, giving education opportunity. So, so, the, so the boys are given preference over the girls, even even in in a lot of Christian families. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So now, and uh, when they go in a society for the Christians, women, and the girls, it is the ninety nine percent chances that they forcibly uh, convert them in in Islam, and they cannot um, refuse because um, uh, if they have a faced a hard time with the family. So it is. Um, they convert um, uh, in Islam and um, in a, uh, married with uh, marriage with um, uh, Muslim people. Even then, they're older people, more than 50 and 40 years old, and they they are young girls. I have one student. Uh, she was she was just uh, 15 years old after the matriculation, a secondary school, and she married with a 52 years uh, old oh, man. Boy. Uh, in a hospital, so it is extremely uh, because of a family. When the family not uh, giving um, uh, love and caring the girls, and um, um, also not um, look after and not teach, so there is a discrimination or inside the houses, inside the families, and it goes to them when they go in a community in a. The Muslim community, so that is very many chances to convert. It is also forcibly conversion because of um, uh, Muslim, uh, if it's faithful Christians, girls, also forcibly converted in Islam. And uh, less opportunity, not uh, uh, giving the jobs, not um, properly treated with them, and harassment, especially the, with the uh, her, uh, harasses the girls in the Christian and girls in an institution, different institutions. So like the teachers or the other students would give the girls a hard time and and, um, and then would give them money to convert or how does that happen? Um, mostly the, uh, the money and the status and the, um, uh, but what not, um, uh, uh, I don't see much about the money cases, but I, uh, mostly see the um, just for the um, 
the girls converted by if they're not converted so they kill them they kill their family members and uh, that is uh, like a uh, uh, threats it's um uh, threats of death threats like yes. sometimes that sometimes the blasphemy also so, so they they accuse them of blasphemy and so then they uh, they can uh, manipulate them they can control them yeah yes yeah. yes sometimes false charges of blasphemy uh, yeah. uh, on the girls we yeah. saw in Faslabad city couple of cases in this and the women they if they don't and married so the blasphemy cases on their uh, parents and sometimes women mm, yeah Oh, so, Edward, does this, you know, these sort of situations, I suppose, with women and, and with the men, does does it make it more difficult for a Christian to find employment, to earn a living uh, in in Pakistan? Are, are, are Christians at a disadvantage in, in the job market? Obviously, brother, because of uh, the discrimination, when the discrimination with the, in our um, school and colleges and uh, in a slippers, in a, so when they go in a practical life and they were, they faced a discrimination, even the, so that is the reason that mostly uh, Christian migrated to the uh, other countries, because when they educated, well-educated, and they don't get the jobs, so they migrated to other countries and um, uh, this is not a good for a uh, Christian um, uh, Christian faith or a Christian community in Pakistan because uh, if we want to grow and uh, in Pakistan, so we must be uh, stay here and um, also face also all these things. And the job opportunity is not for the Christians, especially for the government jobs. In private sector, there is uh, because of your education, you get the jobs. But in a government sector, there is no um, uh, opportunity. Only the five percent quota, even then, five percent quota, they not give. A, uh, the government not give to the jobs to the Christians because of our five percent quota in all our country. But still, they um, they don't give a jobs to the Christians. So, the, so the government is meant to give five percent of jobs to Christians, but but doesn't actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. Edward, can you just uh, tell us, you talked earlier a little bit about your becoming a Christian and your father. Uh, when I first met you, you were just a very young boy, well, in your early 20s, but you were already uh, very passionate about ministry. Now, how did you, as a young person, become interested in Christian ministry rather than going to the UK or or, or Europe uh, to escape? What was it that made made you motivated to serve the Lord? Uh, brother, it is the, um, because of my childhood and in my teenage, I faced uh, so much, um, uh, experienced uh, so much things with the Muslims and the community that uh, I grew up. Uh, I faced because of, uh, I don't want to that uh, other Christians faced all these things, especially with the education because um, uh, I kicked off from my um, uh, uh, school uh, in college and uh, in, um, I paid uh, the money for um, my tuition fee to one of the guy and he's a Muslim. In, because, uh, <coughs> um, uh, brother, when I uh, uh, grew in a Muslim institutions, uh, so 
there are um, uh, mostly the Muslims people and um, the Christian discrimination I faced and uh, we are sit on a floor and the other are sitting uh, on a benches. So we bring a small piece of um, uh, cloth to for um, sitting on the floor uh, on on the uh, mud. So it is like um, you are a uh, uh, Dalit Dalit in a Hindu uh, term that uh, it is a third class of uh, the uh, person. So uh, that time uh, I. Uh, get experience uh, uh, that uh, I don't uh, give this uh, uh, experience to my children, even my other Christian uh, people. So who uh, now um, when I went in a college in a university, so there are uh, Muslims uh, group. So they uh, snatched my fee tuition fee. And uh, they don't give me return. And I work three months um, so much hard and get my uh, pay my fee in a in college and in also in a university. So uh, I, I in my uh, God give me the burden for them, my Christian community, Christian people, and um, uh, I I want to um, serve them as much as because of, uh, if a uh, I uh, when I see uh, the Christians, the students, they have no money to study, and uh, my heart is uh, uh, get feel burden for them. Yeah. And, uh, so, so your your experience gave you the motivation to to make it different for for younger people coming along behind you and to help them uh, to yes. succeed. Mm. Yes, yes. Um, um, even then, uh, uh, the most of them, uh, when the students comes with the with the single parents, and uh, uh, even then, sometimes students come here and um, they share their testimony, share their life stories. Uh, some of the parents are uh, arrested in um, false charges. In some are they lost their parents in a blasphemy, uh, uh, suicide attacks in a church, and some of uh, the parents or um, the they use the drugs and uh, they passed away. So they have uh, no op opportunity. They have uh, no options to study even only the work. They can work. And but uh, I have uh, I love them and uh, I have pain for them. I give them uh, resources what I have and share the resources with them that they can uh, get study and uh, bright their future. And even they can uh, also they can uh, support their family and other their uh, uh, siblings so they can become a more strong Christians in this community. Wow. Yeah, well, we'll take a, um, a short break there. Um, and uh, when we come back, it'd be really good to um, just learn more about what you're doing. I mean, it's, it's such a powerful story uh, of what God's laid on your heart. And um, we'll come back in a minute and just... Have you talk a little bit about what you've created and, and, and how you're partnering with God to address um, some of these uh, needs, if that's right? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Excellent. We will be back in just a minute on It Ain't That Simple, Mate. It Ain't That Simple, Mate is brought to you by 
Lamai Coffee. Lamai Coffee is the finest quality organic Arabica coffee from the northern hills of Thailand. We at Bright Hope World import the green beans into New Zealand and we roast them to perfection, then sell them to discerning coffee drinkers. We're all volunteers on the team, so all the profits go back into great community projects in Thailand. And that is why we call it the world's best tasting act of kindness. You can order Lamai Coffee or find out more at lamai.co.nz. It ain't that simple, mate. Welcome back to It Ain't That Simple, mate, the Bright Hope World podcast. We are talking with uh, Edward Kaiser uh, in Lahore in Pakistan, who's just telling us uh, part of his life story. And um, Edward, just before we uh, took a break, we just started to talk about some of the things that uh, you uh, are doing. Um, You're talking about what it was like to grow up in um, Pakistan as a Christian um, facing some some pretty tough treatment at the hand of the hands of the Muslim majority tell us about EGM about what you've established and and, and some of the things that you are doing to try and um, help and, and equip uh, Christians in Pakistan uh, thank you brother um, the EGM is a vision that um, uh, my my father and me started um, in 1994. So he started um, in the joint uh, uh, the seminary in an Emsol Presbyterian seminary. So it it is um, good experience. But I I, I also um, uh, joined the Emsol Presbyterian seminary with my father, and because of of a lot of questions, I asked to my uh, their principal and uh, the teachers. So I, uh, I removed uh, from the seminary. So my father continued, and uh, because of um, uh, the main vision that I got and my father to help the people and support the people and bring those people to the Christ who are not now the Christ and uh, they have a, especially uh, in unreached area, because uh, in an um, unreached area, there are uh, very less opportunity, very less, uh, they have access because the pastors and the uh, priests not visiting them and the people have uh, don't even don't know. And they only went in the church in the, on a Christmas. Once so the, 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 you're saying there's a lot of people in Lahore and, and outside Lahore that are just never hearing, uh, you know, about Christianity, about the gospel at all. Yes, yes. Even then, they don't know uh, about the the Christian faith. Are Why you the, talking, are you talking about uh, people from a Muslim background, but also Christian? Yes, um, I'm talking about the Christian who, background. Yeah, so people that grow up in a church, but they never really get the opportunity to hear uh, the good news. Is that what? That's the the bulk of the people you're talking about. Yes, brother. Yes, okay. because the people just they grow in a Christian family, and they 
they are Christians, but not they know about the Christianity. Now they don't know about, and even they don't know uh, read the Bible. They don't know about their faith. They not live like a Christian, and uh, we are uh, target those communities. We target those Christians people, and um, because they are the nominal Christians, only the the nominal Christian and the Muslims. Especially those Muslims who don't know about the real, the truth of the Christianity, and um, we uh, reaching them. And um, our main uh, vision is to reaching to unreached people. Those are uh, no have a uh, access of um, and the Bible. Even they don't have a Bibles in their homes because I, I, I same same things happen with me and in my family. So I don't have Bibles inside the homes. So uh, we are doing a couple of things, and um, gradually, uh, God give me vision for uh, education, empowerment of the women's, also the for the youth, and uh, we especially the young people, because education only the way that we can grow in this, um, uh, become a strong. In our faith, also physically and also in a spiritually, we become more stronger in Pakistan. So, uh, educate we uh, educate the people, edu giving the opportunity to go in a university because we have uh, so many Christian schools, um, but they only give the secondary studies, not a higher study, not a um, postgraduate study. So, we started the scholarship project for uh, for them. That they can go in um, university studies, they can start, and we have a fellowship with them. We meet uh, with them and uh, uh, teach them, and that is the um, uh, vision that uh, in EGM uh, we started there because we not, we want to change their lives in spiritually, and also we can change their lives with the, um, their family change and they empower in, with the. Uh, in this country and become a strong Christians. So Ibu, we've, we've been partnering with you in that scholarship program, the Brilliant Students Scholarship. How how many students have gone through that now? How, how many people have have you equipped to uh, you know be able to access higher education? Uh, almost um, uh, since 2012, because we started in 2012 this uh, program. And um, we started with uh, 12 students and then 20, and uh, it has become uh, every year, uh, it become more and more because we got many uh, applications um, uh, from all around the Christians and uh, almost 1,400 to 1,500 students become a graduate uh -huh. and a postgraduate. And now uh, one of the, our uh, students become a PhD. See, he just completed his PhD in in chemistry, one of the subject in a chemistry. So it is a wonderful thing that uh, the students are uh, studied in a higher studies. Because one of the issues there, as I understand, is a lot of the, the Christians are not educated. They the, the parents don't value education. So this this is makes a big difference in a Christian family, isn't it? When 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 one person can, can get a good education like that? Uh, uh, brother, it is uh, the, uh, 
this uh, happened with um, uh, in a remote areas but i, I in in uh, in yohanabad and uh, in big cities especially in uh, lahore and karachi and islamabad and the, even then a sweeper who is a sweeping and um, sanitation sanitary was uh, sanitary worker and um, the women's work in our houses as a cleaning and a, uh, as some cooking they are totally illiterate people but they uh, wanted that their uh, the children uh, get study they they are they wanted because they knew the now they knew that um, the education only the um, uh, way that they their family can uh, empower and also the uh, grow in um, financially they strengthen and um, uh, in a spiritually they can strengthen so the i i i saw so many families that are there uh, yes uh, some of the families especially those pers- those people who are drug addicted those people not um, uh, giving this uh, opportunity to the kids because they are drugs addicted most of the christians are um, uh, in in johanabad i saw uh, the drug drugs addicted so they don't um, uh, give opportunity to the uh, children well wow. do do you see um success with the these young people that are going through and getting this education are a lot of them then able to go and get jobs even even though they're christian uh yes uh, in a not a government um, uh, institu- government um, institution and government jobs but they get um, uh, the private jobs in a private sector especially in it and uh, also in uh, factories so they get handsome salaries and some of the students uh, who completed their studies so they migrated to other countries they moved to the europe and uh, other uh, countries to get some uh, handsome job and get uh, han- uh, good handsome salary and uh, they get some good jobs there and uh, but mostly i i, I um, uh the people who completed their studies so they get good jobs in a private sector but not in a government sectors what percentage of the jobs are in the government sector it's a high percentage isn't it uh for the christians no i mean in, just in in general in in society uh, uh the government the government employs a lot of people when the the military and the school teaching and and those other sectors ah it is um, um i don't have a idea but um, um because of uh, um that in lahore so many multinational companies um uh, open their offices in lahore city because of a large Uh, city so okay. i i think it is a 30 to 40% between this uh, i am not exactly now yeah sure yeah so tell us you know in addition to the um the scholarship fund you are a very entrepreneurial person and, and i know there's a, a range of other things that uh, you're doing share share with us you know, some of the other activities you're doing to um you know, share the gospel and, and to support the christian community in lahore uh brother I, uh, when i uh, in 2001 uh, god gave me the vision for the pastors because uh, i wanted to uh, 
start, uh, help some pastors and they in especially in remote areas in areas where there is no churches and uh, we started some churches small groups not a big buildings and a uh, big churches and construction of uh, uh, churches but small groups with a so uh, that is, that vision is um, uh, uh, i have still i am working on it and now we have a uh, 25 pastors um, with the egm they are serving the lord jesus christ and we are supporting them and uh, supporting uh, it is a little support for them but the main uh, uh, intention that they can uh, reach to the people a fellowship with the people and we are sharing the resources what we uh, egm have and sharing with them like uh, in a covid 19 uh if we get some 100 uh, food package so we share with them 10 and 10 10 different uh, areas and give to them that they can uh share with their groups and uh, uh, also that uh, that is the main um, uh, thing that we are doing in this time also swing program is a wonderful program for the women's empowerment uh because i the women are treated like a more uh, badly in the families when they are not get education and when they married so they have a no skills so um, the family pressure on them because they have no earning money so if only the working all the day that is an um, extremely hard job for them so uh, the skills of a swing and it is a uh, empower them they can uh, save the money of their husband if they sewing only their own clothes and the family members clothes so it is the saving for their husband's uh, money and their family members uh, uh, the money also they can uh, they started a small business inside the house and uh, sewing the other uh, uh, neighborhoods clothes and it is it is encouraging them so if i'm if i understand what you're saying there that when the women are taught how to sew given sewing skills it it not only earns money for the family but there it actually changes how the women are treated within the family yes because the the they're treated very badly sometimes if they don't earn something and not work and the people um, the husbands and uh, when they married and the husbands forcing them to work uh, in the houses of a cleaning like this and so she she gets some money and um, their family may, uh, grow a little bit um, uh, when they are unmarried so the parents if not have uh, resources for the education so they send the girls in a garment factories and other factories and uh, even then they send the uh, girls in the houses for cleaning and um, the sweeping so cooking this kind of jobs and uh, it is a uh, terrible for the girls uh, because of uh, so many cases in a uh, harassment and, um, and the rape cases uh, when they are working on uh, the houses so they easily become a victim of a um, rape and uh, even then they don't share with sometimes if someone has a um, open case of, i mean in a media and uh, in a community so but mostly girls are not um, silently they bear uh, so many hard um, uh, harassment and all these uh, uh, sexual abuse inside the houses of uh, so um, uh, 
that is a, not a, uh, good for the Christian community in this uh, in Pakistan. So the women sewing, you know, in their own homes and for their own communities is a much safer um, yes. way for them to earn money. Yes, yes, because uh-huh. of, they have a skills. So the skills, if they don't get a, uh, uh, if something is happened with the uh, in any uh, place, I mean uh, in a factory, so they can leave because they have a skills. Mm-hmm. If they have no skills, so they easily because they need the money. If they have no skills, so they easily become a victim. And um, uh, skills is empower them, so they can yeah. uh, not get one job uh, in this place and they can get a job in other place. If they uh, if she kicked off from one place, so she can get other place a uh, good job. So even then, they, if they don't jo- uh, get the jobs, so they can work in their house, a small business. And we mostly encourage them to start their own business uh, in in house and a small shop. So the girls doing this and uh, many, many uh, in the Faisalabad area and Lahore area, the women are working uh, and now they are earning good uh, money. With this, um, with this skill, Edward, you are focused um, in the Christian community, which is um, has a tough time in Pakistan. Yeah, and then yes. even within that community, you are focused on women and youth, which you know are are marginalised or or are having a particularly tough time, even within yes. the Christian community. Yes, are you seeing? positive results from from working with those communities yes yes the positive results yes uh, it is um uh, with you that um, uh, the women's empowerment project and scholarship project also we started um, uh, uh, in pandemic in covid 19 pandemic uh, uh, especially uh, we helping the youth and uh, women they can uh, started small uh, things in their homes, uh, small like um, um, uh, the uh, adult education program and a small uh, uh, inside uh, like a YouTube, uh, IT. In we encourage the people to go in a practical life and they can earn some uh, money for their families. Also, they can teach to the others, and that is uh, uh, the many. Uh, um experience i mean many results i see in a, uh, in people i especially with the uh, youngster we encourage them to start some uh, programs uh, for the youth programs uh, the with the non government organizations especially uh, started their um, uh, small group to helping the others i mean uh, ngos they we, can, we encourage them to start some NGOs, they start some uh, their uh, churches also they because of a group fellowship and uh, bo- in both ways in a spiritually and a physically they can grow so we uh, we uh, focusing on the, the these groups i mean uh, the youth and the uh, and, and the women with in regard to that the kids that are being trained in the scholarship program, what, and what percentage of those would be getting jobs? 
Yes, it is uh, almost uh, all the students who complete because it is um, uh, the postgraduate student and graduate students. So almost so 100%. Get, yes, almost 100%. Wow. Okay. Yes. And that, uh, what sort of wage would they be earning? How much would, the, um, say, somebody who's done a graduate course, how much would they earn in a month? Um, brother, it is um, uh, some of the students as you who completed their um, uh, recently, so they got jobs now, and uh, some of them are working as a male nurse, and uh, some are working in a, uh, as a uh, HR departments and the government. Some of as one uh, student completed the uh, masters, and he is a teacher in a uh, school in a government school. So almost seven hundred. Uh, between 500 to 700 US dollars they earn. Per month? Yes, per month. Wow, wow. That, that's a high wage in Pakistan, isn't it? Uh, but only those people are um, who are completed their postgraduates. But yes, if we right. go for a, uh, yeah, if we go for a intermediate level and a graduate level, it is the 300 and 200, uh, the salary, the, the package they earn. But I'm oh. talking about the postgraduate who completed the masters and yeah, the yeah, MPhil. Yeah. So those are earning good and job. Uh, and that, good can, that, can, that can change the life of a family, though, with uh, somebody was earning that sort of money, huh? Yes, yes. Okay. Just uh, we, we are running short of time, uh, Edward, but I, I just did want to check in with you. Uh, I know we've we've uh, partnered with you as well in um, responding to COVID. How has it been in Pakistan and in, in Lahore? You know, how have you guys been involved, and and how are things looking now? With the COVID, it is a um, uh, uh, worst time for uh, Christians because uh, um, uh, Christians are already below the uh, poverty level they are living in a below poverty level in a, and uh, some of the families who are good in in a, um, but uh, mostly christians are uh, living below poverty level and they are working out daily wages and daily masons and laborers and um, uh, in a factories they are working on a daily wage and some are working not a, on um, uh, salaries but they work uh, the agreement with the uh, uh, of a daily work. So when they uh, everything is stopped and locked on, and so they faced hard time, so much hard time. Even then, uh, uh, with the, during the COVID-19 pandemic in Pakistan, uh, uh, discriminate with the food distribution in a in a in in a Karachi city. Uh, and they, the one of the um, uh, NGO and other big NGOs in uh, in different city, not giving the food to the Christians and Hindus, and especially with the Christians, they don't. So the, share. The, the big NGO organisations that are getting international aid are giving it to um, Muslim people, but not to Hindus or Christians. Yes. Oh wow. Yes. It is in a, also in a media news, but it is very bad discrimination uh, with Christians. And, uh, it's not um, uh, the human uh, human rights type. Like it is not. A, it is totally inhuman things. 
And and so what were you in EGM, uh, you know, do or you know what have you been doing to help out the Christian community? Ah, we uh, the last March since last March, every month we are helping almost. Uh, um 40 to 100 family between this sometimes 40 sometimes 60 sometimes 100 families and on a christmas and a easter and even then on a muslims festivals in a muslim festivals we are helping some other muslims and um, we distributed 300 and 200 food packages to the uh, all the families it's a one month sometimes it's a 15 days food package also we help so many christian students uh, it is not a in, in a uh, scholarship project but we help uh, uh, the christian students with a small money one one time support and sometimes the three months support uh, for their education for their study because uh, the online class is going on but if someone is not um, uh, pay the fee so the he kicked off from the online classes no more online class and some some uh, uh, students have no um cell phones uh, the parents have no phones no laptops so we are thankful for a bright hope world that they provide a five laptops and a five uh, uh devices uh, um, the tablets for the students so we share with the students scholarship students they can now online study and the people who lost their jobs daily wage jobs they face so much hard time even then they sold so many things in the homes and especially the uh, the jewelry like uh, the people have not uh, much but um, the uh, in in 2000 if we go for a, a, a 2019 the people have a, a uh, their own house now they are in a rent house so it is very so much hard time for a uh, christians So it's so a people have had to sell all their possessions, sell their homes just to survive. Yes. Wow. That's terrible. The government and the and the started um uh, help the in a covid-19 only one month the 12000 rupees and but is it is not a, uh, the it is not for the poor people because when they sent in a small uh, uh the cell phone number uh, i mean i national identity card number on their uh, uh, specific number on um cell number but not get a result because uh, i mean not any help from the government nothing from the government uh, help from in during the pandemic and uh, you know are things getting better in pakistan in terms of covid-19 are they getting better or or are they getting worse you know what what are you seeing now as of uh, june 21st we are recording this how are things at the moment now the situation is uh, still not good not um, uh, good for uh, christians because um, i in my uh, office more than 22 between 30 families the people uh, coming to us uh, coming visiting us i mean the knocking the door for a food they outside sitting so many hours for the food we have a less resources but we share uh, as much as we can because we have a, a not a big uh, uh, ministry that we can support um, thousands of families but every day 
15, 20 people visiting us. And the overall situation in Johannabad and Asaptan and other areas in the Khaliknagar, it's not a good situation because the people still, they lost their jobs, but not um, recover their uh, jobs and their businesses and um, their uh, uh, others, they, are, they were doing this uh, small small business even then. Sometimes some people are selling their uh, hawkers, especially. They're not getting some money and that they can restart their uh, jobs and restart their uh, business, small businesses. Yeah, but just before we finish, how how are you and your family doing? And and what is a difficult uh, place at a difficult time? How how are you and your father and your your wife and kids and brothers? How are you guys coping? Um, uh, in fifteenth of uh, uh, March in uh, two thousand fifteen, that is a very hard time for us, you know, for for me, for my family. For my because uh, uh, I uh, targeted especially me because of my uh, the garments uh, unit we have uh, started with the Bright Hope World uh, where we are um, giving the uh, jobs to the Christians people for um, a friends fashion center so it was a um, uh, hard time because they wanted to burn everything even then our house. Right. This this was the terrorist attack in Yanabad. Yes. Yeah. Yes, terrorist attack. And after the terrorist attack, and the two Muslims burned by the Christians people because of uh, they uh, they were a terrorist. And but uh, the Muslim not uh, telling that they were a terrorist. They were innocent people. But uh, Christians, it is uh, inhuman that Christians burned them. And uh, it is um, uh, after this uh, situation, uh, the Muslims all around our area. They wanted to uh, burn the houses of uh, Christians and uh, kill the Christians in this uh, community, in Johannabad community. And the large mob are um, coming. But if the um, Rangers and Pakistan Army and all other uh, security agencies not uh, uh, protect this community, they burned everything. Even then they uh, attack on uh, two churches on main road, on main uh, Johannabad road. And they almost everything and is destroyed inside the churches the both churches in you know, one is a, a new apostolic churches and the other is a baptist church so they burnt and it's a large move and they have a um, weaponized they have a petrol the guns and um, like uh, petrol bombs this kind of things and that time i one of them a person who uh, share with me that uh, your um, garments unit and uh, your house is target, big target for them. That time it is hard for for me, for my family. And after this, uh, uh, we, my family and me, thinking to escape and move to the, uh, left this country. Um, because uh, if we are not secure in this country, so we cannot work. But mm. God is always guide us and lead us, and we have a good connection with the Muslims' uh, leadership in in Lahore and also in Pakistan. So I invited them after the 15th of March. I invited them in um, in Johannabad to guide them, guide the local Muslims 
because they they only the muslim mullahs and muslim leaders they can only guide them and uh, teach them there is uh, the government they don't listen and uh, they they listen to the mullahs and imams and their um, uh, leaders muslim leaders so uh, it is a good influence uh, from them on their uh, on um, extremists and radicalist people and now they we are um, almost five years and we have a good fellowship with the muslims people now and we are serving in them helping them and it is okay now i'm delighted to hear it it would um thank you so much for uh sharing with us uh for telling some of your story and and what you're doing it is a delight to um to talk with you uh, after a few years i might add um, and, and we just appreciate your openness and, and your willingness to tell us what's going on there. Um, you know, it's important that we know and, and um, that we know what to pray for for you guys. Um, and, you know, I, I know we've said it before, we'll say it again, it is a privilege to partner with you and, and to be part of the work that you're doing. Yes, it is. Um, uh, thank you very much. It's a great privilege for us that um, we are partner with the Bright Hope and they share um, their um, uh, love with us and uh, share burden with us and uh, it is a, a great uh, uh, opportunity for our community especially with the different projects that uh, he shared the burden with us well that is uh, edward kaiser a uh, a top top guy and um, just doing some phenomenal work there in Lahore in Pakistan. I did manage to visit uh, with Kevin a few years ago now and stayed in Yohanabad with uh, Edward and his family, um, which was just a, a wonderful time, a wonderful family. Um, spent some time with his brothers and his father and just cannot speak highly enough about what those guys are doing. Uh, it's not easy. It's not an easy place. It's not an easy place to be a Christian. Um, but they just continue to serve uh, faithfully with just a deep compassion and care for uh, the poorer folks in um, Lahore and for the Christian community that really does uh, struggle. Uh, if you want to read out uh, more about uh, what they're doing, I will include uh, some links in our um, episode notes. Um, where you can read more from the Bright Hope World uh, Partnership write-ups. Um, and if you have any feedback, please do send that to podcast at brighthopeworld.com or connect with us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash brighthopeworld. Uh, but that's it for us this time. Thank you so much for listening. I do know it's a, uh, it's a long podcast and, and we know that probably most of the people that listen are pretty committed to missions and it's, it's our pleasure uh, to keep you abreast of what's going on around the world and, uh, and it's an opportunity to hear directly from uh, our partners, from the people that are working on the ground. So thanks for joining us and we look forward to connecting with you again on It Ain't That Simple Mate, the Bright Hope World Podcast. <laughs>